Tonight's a special edition of Jay and Jack, a special episode around the special West Wing Get Out the Vote, a live table special reading of Hartsfield Landing. Let's go. Well, we can't have YouTube uh, shut down the video. So really, that's all you get, people. Uh, yeah. That's it. You, you, you can go over. You're not going to say anything. The, that's the only <laughs> taste you get of that fantastic, uh, special, uh, acoustic version of the West Wing intro, uh, which was really cool. It like it set the mood. It got the, me all misty-eyed. I don't know if it was the same for this esteemed panel. But uh, my name is Jay. And I really showed up at the last second, so I apologize for uh, butchering the beginning of this episode. Uh, but with us tonight, uh, we have the, well, two-thirds of the broadcast. We have Amanda in the house, and her hair looks amazing tonight. Oh, you flatterer. It's a big old mess. No, it we were all worried. Mess, we were all worried about it. With the West Wing uh, special. So. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Colleen... Uh, who I happen to live with. So this is great. This is like just extended conversation, which I enjoy. Um, and then- I, I thought I was, I thought I was going to be the one doing all the hosting stuff. So I'm super excited that you have taken over. <laughs> and he wasn't even supposed to be here until about 12 minutes ago. I wasn't even supposed to be here. I was getting voters out in Texas. Uh, and go here. He was, he left Beto for you guys. Uh, and, with me, one half, or we have both halves of the legendary podcasting duo, Jay and Jack. And one of those people is Jack. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's uh, it's good. It's good to see you. Uh, it's been a while. A day. Yeah, it's, it, it has been. <laughs> and I... Well, last yes, last I, time I saw you, I was, I was running around looking for your kid. Oh, that was uh, awful. Yeah. Like uh, uh, crazy, I was, crazy. I was going to tell this story on the broadcast, but yeah, yeah Zachary ran away from us in the corn maze at the pumpkin patch, and we legit oh, couldn't find him for like ten minutes. Well, it let's... was no, it was awful. It was awful. Oh, no. Check out the broadcast here that story because we're here to talk about West Wing <laughs> and that amazing special. Uh, but yeah, like what's what's everyone's kind of just first immediate takes, uh, you know that that they had for this episode. Um, Amanda, why don't you kick it off for us? Oh my. Um, I just thought it was perfect. I really like, as you sort of said, uh, Jay, like just the way they started it just from, from the beginning with the music and the intro, like it just felt um, like a wonderful return home and the proper reverence was given to mm-hmm. it. Uh, but uh, there was still a lot of like, levity and fun it was just like everything you loved about the west wing yes. brought yep. to a stage setting so mm-hmm. it was like all the things we missed of live theater mixed with all the things we missed about the west wing and it just it just brought me such joy indeed yeah uh totally agree and for the astute jay and jack fans uh that was the orpheum theater so both jack and i 
have performed on that stage. And it's a it's a great great theater, um, the Orpheum. Uh, that's the Ooh. that's the dance you did, Jack. It was great. It, we, it, exactly. We sold out that theater to, for people to watch that dance. So, um. <laughs> well, tickets tickets were free. But... <laughs> don't tell me. See, when I tell you like, we sold out the Orpheum Theater, I don't say that the tickets were free. But you oh, know, I'm sorry, they were, they were free. We uh, can edit that out. <laughs> They uh, were free, and that was a logistical nightmare because people were buying them in like bulk, and yeah. then they were, oh, it was awful. Remember, Anyways, I had that email system Colleen, going up. Try to yeah, staying on task here. Uh, what I, always, was your always. Thoughts? That's why you invite me. <laughs> what was your thoughts uh, right after the episode? Because I watched it with you, so you watched it with me, and then I just finished rewatching it about thirty seconds before I came downstairs here. Um, I loved it. I thought it was actually incredible. Well, A, the nostalgia factor, but B, yeah. it was incredible how they like jumped right back into character. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's been 14 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's, I don't know. Like I was trying to think um, like, would I be able to like re- like go back and do a job that I did 14 years ago? Like, mm-hmm. would I still remember that? Like, yeah. I love that. I like well, that they, they brought in what they had scripts. So they didn't have to like, remember the lines but still it was a joke sorry i'm around jack and i start getting his crappy jokes <laughs> i know you're Go ahead. I, I didn't say it so don't, don't throw me inner the jerk comes out so <laughs> wow that was a that was a hit on jack he was just he wasn't even doing anything <laughs> he was minding his own business i guess it was I didn't now mean it now that. let's stay on task guys. yeah yeah um no so my um, own business sitting <laughs> I, I thought it was great that they found a way to incorporate uh, incorporate like people who weren't in it. Like um, the actress that plays Ainsley was mm-hmm. doing the narration in between yeah. acts. Um, they had uh, Elizabeth Moss and Marley Matlin, uh, you know, speaking to the to the mm-hmm. people they were trying to vote. Yeah. Um, I thought some of them went on a little too long where they had like the segments in between to like, yeah. you know, but some of them actually were really good. Like I think the, the youth one was really good. I think the, well, let's, uh, let's save the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we'll get section, to that. But, but like, you know, overall takes. I liked it and I, I'm very glad they did it. And I, I got like a very strong sense that there were, had to have been some serious discussions like, Hey, uh, you want to do a Sam is president sequel because the whole thing ends with him being like, Sam, you're going to run for president one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man. It's like, boy, did that tee up a reboot? It did. Yeah. We're going to we're going to save the reboot talk for the very <laughs> end. But that's a really good point. Thank you for your initial <laughs> takes, Colleen. Uh, Arnold Vinnick. Uh, what was your initial thoughts? It, just- it was great seeing old friends again. Yeah. I mean, it, characters mm-hmm. you love. Um, I think I would have been pissed if I showed up and Rob Lowe was there and he didn't age. Um, <laughs> uh, that was my first thought. I go, Jesus, did they film that? Did they have a, it, uh, he was just, did they it just bring true. his character from that? It's, it's just they like, all looked ancient and then he's still yeah, Rob Lowe. He, yeah, because, no, no, you know, no. Janelle, whatever her name is, that plays, um, what's Donna? Donna, she looked the exact same too. Okay, okay, yeah, all right. But I think anyway, Rob, sorry, Lowe, Rob Lowe looked younger, if it's possible. <laughs> so I, I'd have been pissed by that, and and I was I was glad they chose an episode that Mandy wasn't in. Let's just let's just I, <laughs> you hate Mandy. I, 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 just threw, threw I, I don't think there. there was ever that was never going to be a thing. <laughs> it's only like six episodes in season one, right? I mean, it's not yeah. it's not that hard, but yes. But the, but the characters are so good mm-hmm. and so 
it just was again. It was like you because I know my, my wife and I, your mom Jay, we watched the next episode, and we've been watching the episodes mm-hmm. after that since we started watching that. So yeah. even though we've seen them a thousand times, it just yeah, absolutely. It just it just it, it was just done so well. It really I'm was. Glad, I'm glad I took the time to watch it. Yeah, same here. I, my my initial take was just because. Um, during quarantine, I think we've all watched a lot of different table read things or just reading the script. And honestly, most of them are fun. Even if it's just a Zoom call, conference call where everybody kind of, there's been a lot of fun ones, you know, during uh, this quarantine for really good causes. But this one was just on a level the likes of which nobody has done. And mm-hmm. it tying into the get out the vote uh, aspect of it, which again can sometimes feel kind of hokey or forced, or just kind of like, eh. But I think, Amanda, I think you brought that up, how it it still felt like it was proper within the West Wing universe. And I think Aaron Sorkin wrote those in-between uh, bits. So even though uh, it, it was, you know, calling out to get out the vote, but it still felt like you were kind of in that West Wing universe and the story, like it was, it, it didn't, it wasn't like, let me fast forward this section to get to the West Wing parts. It was still like a valuable uh, or, or an enjoyable thing to watch as well. So, uh, yeah, totally, totally dug it. Really had a lot of fun. And uh, similar to you, Jack, I felt like let's just let's just keep going, or let's just go back and watch it again. It's just it's so so good. Um, and yeah, all right. Well, uh, let's let's move on to the episode that they recreated, uh, Hartsfield Landing. What are your thoughts about them choosing this episode uh, out of all the West Wing episodes? The right one, or maybe should have just done something different, or was it perfect? Well, there's so many they could have chosen from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, 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 this one had everything. It had the, you know, the drama. It had the, like Colleen said, the, the, with Sam, and I remember when that episode came out, mm-hmm. everyone said, oh, that would be perfect. Sam would run for president. He would win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it would work with the same. I don't think, you know, you couldn't have Josh. You couldn't have this. It would have to be different characters because sure. there's no way. Pe- there's no way people are going to stay working in the West Wing for 30, 40 years. Yeah. There's, just, yeah, exactly. there's, there's just no way because it's a 24 hour job. Yeah. It's kind of like do your four or eight years and then move on to something else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go make your go make your money. You've earned it. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I just I thought I thought it was a perfect episode. Yeah, as Maggie said in the chat, it was the perfect episode for this moment. If I didn't know better, I would think that he wrote it for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Uh, it's like, and I actually, I didn't, (laughs) and perhaps this is my naivete, but I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be like original content when I sat down to watch it. I didn't realize that they were like it was a table read of an actual episode. And I think that was just me not paying attention. Um, <laughs> but what I did like is that this was absolutely an episode. I didn't remember. Oh, I had cool. to go back and nice. look where, where in the story were we, what season was it in? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't remember it. Yeah. And I particularly, you know, which I think also made the like, Sam, you're going to run for president one day thing. Such a delight. Cause you're like, oh, I didn't, I, what? <laughs> this was real. This happened. Um, but I think, and I think even in that is what made it such a great choice. I mean, aside from the fact that it has such wonderful things to say about mm. voting and yeah. how the ethos behind the how we vote and why we vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that it wasn't like one of these really lauded episodes that we talk about all the time, I mm-hmm. think, made it a little more special. And it was yeah. a great um, representation of the ensembleness of the cast. Yes. That like... Yes. 
you know, there's certain episodes, like, and I think a lot of those big episodes that we talk about all the time really do highlight one character over another. And I really loved that this one, everybody got a moment mm-hmm. to yes. shine, had yes. an interesting storyline and had something to do. And I, I think it just for all of those reasons, it was really just the perfect choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it was. And yeah, I think Colleen brought it too. Like, even if they didn't have, they had other things to do in the episode, but you're right. Like so many characters and the different kind of storylines that were going on throughout, like had moments, um, which was, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, Rue, uh, Ro says the whole arc of the show matches with what we're going through. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and then I believe Colleen can you pull up this one for Maggie. Uh, I remember the chess playing before I watched the original episode, but that's it. Yeah. That's how I honestly, I was like, Oh, it's the chess episode. Yeah. Um, that's how, that's how I remember though, so. <laughs> uh but uh and then once and then judy said amazing how some so many topics from the show seem current indeed mm-hmm. indeed um yeah. but that's what's kind of to me and again uh it's kind of fantasy you know we all know west swing is this idealized fantasy of politics um but it kind of does match up to kind of our own uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's said well when they talk about the Constitution and, and what the founders did that uh, it was an ideal that was set. And we've never reached that ideal, but we've always hopefully strived to live up to those ideals that were present there. And um, uh, in this show, it's kind of a similar type thing, I think, for all of us that watch it and love it, regardless of your background politics. But I think it's like that's the ideal. That's how we would hope uh, you know, this would be, um, and, uh, I think that's what does make the show, uh, really special, special and resonant. Uh, Colleen, your thoughts on the choice of episode. I know. I thought it was a good choice. Um, it, cause it had humor, it had seriousness, it had, um, you know, the fun trivia facts that you learn. I <laughs> yes. liked, uh, like I thought it was a good choice. And like, again, I was also struck while watching it just like with the different storylines with, mm-hmm. cause you know, with uh, China and Taiwan versus mm-hmm. like now you've got like China and Hong Kong. And like, it, I was just like, and Taiwan's gosh. still an issue too. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, gosh, like, you know, either history always repeats itself or nothing has changed. I'm not sure which one. It's but, a bit of both sometimes. Um, yeah, there I think was, it's a bit so, of column A and B. <laughs> but there was like uh, this one part that like really struck me as well that was I think relevant to today was the fact that Donna, she goes like he sends her out to go, you know, uh, get the two people to Mm -hmm. vote, you know, for, for, um, in Hartsfield landing in Hartsfield landing. And, uh, he's like, okay, we'll call them now and tell them. She goes, okay, but I can't, I can't make the call from here because it's a government phone. I can't use it to intimidate voters. And yes. I was like, that's hilarious because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of voter intimidation is going on um, right now. <laughs> right. But, I, I mean, there's just rallies straight up happening at the White House. But <laughs> like, I, I think like the Hartsfield thing is so cool because they do ha- they, they do that a lot through the series, and it's a very Sorkinism where you have this kind of cute story that kind of drives the broader narrative and it all kind of ties together. And it is this very simple uh, town where there's 40 people and, you know, they've predicted the so last 40 registered, 41 40, registered. Voters. Uh, and, you know, uh, who, would, who wouldn't want to live there? Cause you could vote in, without any hassle, right? Right. <laughs> and then be done. Right? Um, I, I know so, it's like the caucuses done right. <laughs> that's the key people. that's yeah. the key apparently you just have to live in a town with 41 people yes yes i don't know we got hanging chads anyway. <laughs> but uh so yeah and then yeah how that kind of permeates throughout of it is really cool um 
And then Rose says, there is something universal about the heart of the series and about this episode. Indeed, yeah. And I think, um, and I believe uh, Rose also brought up the, uh, the pranks between uh, Charlie and oh, that CJ. Was, that was great. I completely forgot about the desk leg getting thrown out because Colin can attest, like, I jumped. I was like, ah! I was like, oh, I forgot. It was it was I, all coming, coming back to me, but I, I like when she says, how long do you make someone your bitch? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it just was funny. I mean, it just, uh, it just and it's like, it was set so, uh, someone even said it still holds up today. Yeah. That joke, that whole thing, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't age. I mean, yeah. It aged perfectly. Yeah. Um, there's some things that date uh, on the show, like the cell phones and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that, that's <laughs> that's different. To your point, like it is timeless. That, uh, their computer, their computers. You're looking at going, oh my god, what a dinosaur. <laughs> but uh, Rose says uh, she hears that Dule Hill uh, caught the fishbowl in every take, which is incredible. It wasn't a. It was a fake fish, right? Or did they bring a stunt fish in? I would assume it was a fake fish. <laughs> it wasn't the original fish. Gale, that's for sure. Okay, it's a stunt fish. Stunt fish. Know, bring in, bring in the stunt fish. Uh, <laughs> stunt fish is like going no. Given uh, the short lives of goldfish and bulls without aeration, I, I assume there was plenty gales uh, throughout the history uh, of the show. Whoa! Now you're telling me there's more than one Shamu. Come on now. Uh, there was more, more than one Lassie. I don't know if you've seen Blackfish. No, that's, a, that's a different podcast special. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, and I I, I love the the di- that storyline. I love the you know uh, uh, Donna trying to get the voters to vote. You know, what I wanted to say about the Donna and when Josh goes out there and you you believe they're such good actors, mm-hmm. you believe they're cold. Yes. yes. Without without having the snow, without yeah. having the the special effects, without seeing them yeah. outside the what you just have that gate. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the White House gate, yeah. and you know, we, if you've ever been to the White House, you know where they're at, mm-hmm. where she's talking mm-hmm. at, and it's just like going, "My God, I, I believe they're cold." Yeah, yeah. I loved. I love actually, and this is a silly thing, but when he gets into the car in the beginning to talk to Leo, where they have like the fake half the car, mm-hmm. and I was just mm-hmm. tickled me every time. Both times I watched it, I was well, tickled yeah. by it. Let's, oh, just the staging in general. Yeah, right? let's, that was a topic I want to bring up, but yeah, let's, let's t- go into that a little bit, and then we'll, we'll go back to heart, the, the episode overall, but um, yeah, what about the stage direction? I, I loved how, like even the shots and everything like that, even though it was just one stage, they shot it and had the feel and the motion and the energy because again, it's another hallmark of West Wing. It's the walk and talk, which is kind of a Sorkin, you know, right. thing that he does all the time. And they were able to capture that kind of energy in a in a stage production with all the camera angles and shots and stuff like that. Um, now, Amanda, I, I know it's a, a, a big celebration of a show that you produced on stage uh, coming up this week. Um, but experience, <laughs> <laughs> having experience in putting on a stage production, um, like how how having that perspective, how incredible was kind of the production that went into this episode? Um. Well. I mean, it was it was incredible, but I'm also not surprised because Aaron Sorin, Sorkin, first and foremost, is a playwright. Mm-hmm. So he comes at it from the theater. Um, and I think I had, I don't know if I'd read somewhere or had heard in like another podcast somewhere that Aaron Sorkin always meant for West Wing episodes to feel like little plays they are um, <laughs> right. So when you think about it in that terms, like they're just so ripe and easily adaptable for mm-hmm. a stage 
productions such as this. Um, So, so I always knew that like the staging was going to be cool. I think um, the details that really stand out to me is the fact they staged it to make it feel like it was all fluid and happening in one take. Yes. Even though it clearly wasn't, it was clearly, you know, one camera, um, but like little details of like after CJ leaves the press room and she turns, um, <laughs> yes. you see, um, oh God, what's, um, what's the assistant? What, what's her name? Donna? Or No, 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 um, no CJ's, uh, CJ's uh, assistant. Not Maggie. Maggie? No. <laughs> that was, we'll, 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 we'll edit okay, it Maggie, Maggie, Roe, Judy, somebody in the chat's definitely going to tell yep. us. <laughs> They're going to tell me. They're going to correct me. I was, I was, I was saying Maggie. <laughs> But in any case, like you, you could see her walking off in mm-hmm. in the background of the shot to I make it even feel that. kind of fluid. It's sort of like this is all happening in in real time and mm-hmm. one fell swoop. And um, you know, I think part of that is you know the way Aaron Sorkin writes, but I think part of that is also how Tommy Shalami directs. Yes. Um, and I meant to look up before we started recording, and I didn't. If Tommy Shlami had actually ever directed any theater, because it's like we know he's he's an amazing television and mm-hmm. film director, and you know he just is so creative about where he puts a camera and like the shots, you know, where they're where they're stunna is on the phone outside in the gate, and like the camera is coming from over top. Like that was just so beautiful and mm-hmm. so creative, Carol. Thank you, <laughs> Carol, Maggie. Thank you. <laughs> when Carol is walking off, you can see her in the background of the yes. shot. But it's just like all those little little details that just add so much and so much movement, so much additional movement um, that made the stage feel even bigger than it was. Yes, agreed. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah the movement just felt really cool. Um, and it's a great call out about him having the background in stage, right? Because I think a few good men was a stage production first before yes. they adapted into a that movie. That was first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, really good call out there. Um, but uh, any any final thoughts on stage production? Again, it was fantastic. I, I thought it was great. worked really well. And it did. Yeah, I was I was never distracted by the fact that they yeah. were in a theater. Like, it just always... Now, and, is, and it beca- is it because the acting, acting and the writing is so good? Because you sit there and go, that you get involved with the story again? So you forget that they're... There's probably no a combination of everything. There's no set. There's no Oval Office. There's no I, I different rooms of the White House. Probably a combination because we we I mean we all noticed that they were using cell phones, which didn't exist in you know. Yeah, they did. They had cell phones. Yeah, they did. They were well, just they, a, they were just phones. a lot bigger and they're, had a lot more buttons. It's like that. You know I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they just had buttons, not screens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Colleen's right. I think it was a bit of everything, right? You had fantastic actors, but the, what they did have, it was very scaled back, but what they did have kind of sold the scene. So there was a fence there, or there was doorways, and the way the camera angles were shooting, and there was the chess sets. Um, so were, what yeah. little appointments they had, and again, it's like a really good stage production. Uh, stage production will never have, it's not like a movie, but you have the essential components of mm-hmm. uh, the props and everything to interact with to like immerse yourself in the story. And I think, um, I, I think Colleen's right, it was a bit of everything yeah. that kind of, that sold it. I did want to say something about, because we didn't have John Spencer, Leo McGarry. But yes, they, Sterling K. Uh, Brown. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor, and I like the fact that he didn't play it as as John Spencer, yeah, it was yeah, you know yeah. he didn't he didn't have John Spencer's walk. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't have his you know he, he didn't talk like John Spencer yeah. or Leo. It, mm-hmm. He had his own. It was his own way. Yeah, 
and it's, it didn't distract. It didn't uh, it distract from it. And uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was he did it, well. He's a fantastic actor. But. He is. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like in yeah. everything right now. Uh, but yeah, Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> uh, what's what's everyone's slots there beyond Jack's on on his performance? He was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was perfect casting because he is an actor that unto himself has his own sort of weight and gravitas mm-hmm. that he brings to things. Um, much in the same way that John Spencer did, but yeah. Yeah. very, very different. So yes. it's like you were never, you were never going to be comparing that performance, mm-hmm. right? Because he he brings his own weight to the role, and I think I I'm yeah. sure that was a conversation they had when figuring out who to who to play that role. Right. And I, I just yeah. think it was really wise. I think it was a really great choice, and he just I, did a phenomenal job. I really liked that he wasn't doing like Leo cosplay, but he was just doing mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, it was his it, Leo. He t- it was his whatever the direction they told him to do, or he just mm-hmm. yeah. decided to do it. It was perfect because you would just say, "Okay, that's not Leo wouldn't have done it that way." Or you, mm-hmm. you just right. It gets get involved in the story and go with it. Yeah. And I was because very... there was sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. There was a scene where where Josh, well, I think, was talking about pizza, and uh, mm-hmm. and yep. Josh comes up to him and he says something, and uh, his mannerisms were the same as it was not Leo, I'm not. not but Josh's mannerisms were the same on the show. I mean, it was like it was like exactly yeah. the same way. I went. Mm-hmm. He did. He did that on that little quirk he does with the thing. He did that on the show. I go. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. I, to me, this certainly Barrow, I think what made it really good. I think you all have, have said that is it was his own performance because nothing was going to replace John Spencer. Um, and I think Maggie said it in the chat there. Uh, uh, Sterling K. Brown was good, but I miss John Spencer, but I always will. Um, and it's kind of uh, Leo like... Leo was my favorite character. Yeah, Leo was great, so. right? Um, and uh, I think there's there's different uh, approaches to art or even restoring art. And um, I believe it was The Last Supper, Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper, uh, where they restored it. And in, instead of trying to paint in spots and trying to fill in the gaps that uh, Leonardo da Vinci had, they actually just kind of gave clear, uh, maybe a lighter color paint to show you, like this is stuff that's missing from his work and just kind of trying to give you the whole picture. Um, And this very much felt like they're giving you your own take. It's not trying to be what it was before, um, but it's a fantastic actor and he's going to bring his weight to it. And I think it worked well. It it could very easily become like, Oh, this is glaring. This feels weird. Or this is off. If if you got, if you had a a subpar actor trying to do Leo, Mm -hmm. like John Spencer did, it would, it would, it'd be like a stick out like a sore thumb, but it just didn't. I mean, just, I also kind of really dug how I believe like as they were kind of setting up what they were going to do. Uh, I, and I can't remember who said it, but uh, it was like, we're going to give him a really hard time and try and make a mess of his lines or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I thought what that was kind of fun. Uh, Bradley Whitford said at yes. the opening. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so I thought it was kind of cool, a little bit of like a new guy hazing, um, but I thought that was fun. Has Bradley had some hair plugs? No, he's just gray. He's like super nah, gray. I, nah, I, I notice these things. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I. It only took us 35 minutes to get to the hair. Actually, that was the first thing I said to my wife. I go, "Oh, he got some hair plugs. Good for him." Uh, <laughs> Going going back to the uh, Hearts for Landing episode itself, um, what I what was kind of really interesting, the kind of the storyline that came before it 
uh, between uh, Bartlett and um, Leo? Toby. Toby, thank Toby. you. Oh, um, yes. We have feedback about Toby, actually, from someone who couldn't make it. Okay. But we'll, um, you Go ahead. I'll, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. If you want to share screen, Colleen, we can, we can read it out here. But... Um, uh, yeah, no, I think that was probably one of the tougher things to sell in this episode because it was taking on, uh, it was them kind of continuing maybe the fight that they were having, uh, the big fight. I think it was the episode or the episode before that a big mm-hmm. kind of blow up. Um, and what I thought was just incredible about what they did is, even though I haven't seen that episode in years, um, I felt like I was kind of right back in it. And it didn't feel like I was like, what's this? Oh, I got to rewind to get this. Um, they were able to kind of, I, I didn't need like a previously on. So Again, I think, I think that, that also, it being kind of like its own like bottleneck episode made it just bottle episode. also a very, what is it? It's uh, just bottle episode, not bottle. Oh, bottle episode, bottle episode. sorry. Episode. Kind of made it like, you know, it, I think if Friends did a reunion, they would have to do the one where no one's ready, right? The one that takes mm. place in like the apartment and you don't really need to know what's going on mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah good point. was also made this episode a great choice because mm-hmm. uh, all, the only really things that were previously referenced was the Toby Bartlett fight. But that mm-hmm. wasn't even like something that happened in a previous episode, right? Like it had just happened off screen. No, no, it happened. It was two, two episodes prior, yeah. I think. Okay, two or three. okay. So, but Toby was always battling with the president. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it was like, yeah, okay. Uh, right. And there was enough context within the argument that they yes. had exactly. within the episode that yes. like you you could piece it together what they clearly had talked about that yes. caused the argument to begin with. Yeah, and, that was like pretty much the only thing. Everything else kind of stood by itself, which mm-hmm. I think also just made it a really good, you know, every act was complete like within itself and yeah and i love how using chess was just such a perfect uh, conduit for bartlett throughout this whole episode because it highlighted his intelligence uh you know his uh he always has those just weird facts that he's always bringing up um and then you know but then it, it goes into a, a smarter cliff clavin yes and uh <laughs> the things that drive him and then his relationship with his father and why he got into chess and that friend that died and it was just such a an immersive experience where you had the game between uh him and toby um was you know w- one take where they're battling like they're they're butting heads and they're pissed at each other and the game kind of correlates that and then the other one was sam where it's you know look at the whole board look, look at, at the, the whole board, board, and, the whole board. And, and kind of like trying to be more of a mentor and using the board to be like think of the whole picture uh you know and, and it's more of a mentor i'm trying to train you and this is how you need to be well, thinking about these toby things. Could, toby could never be president exactly exactly and it, so that was just like and it's like you're just you're playing with me you know like just finish it you know um but with the sam one it's more like Think about your moves. Or I'm going to beat you in 12 moves or whatever. Um, but it's just a really neat uh, uh, way to kind of tie in the, the, the story throughout for Sam, for Toby, for Bartlett. And right. yeah, just re- it, it's, it's but, a classic but story. Sam, but Sam would never have that kind of relationship with uh, Bartlett. He would never be an adversarial. Aggressive. Yeah, he would never yeah. be like that. Whereas Toby, that that's just Toby. Toby's yeah. this, you know, this, this, this. I mean, there was respect there. But when he says something about his dad... Mm-hmm. That's my father, you know, yeah. you know and, and it's like, even though he knows Toby's right, yep, it's it's still his dad, and it's yep. just like. But that's where I think when you're talking about building a team of people, like whether it's your job or whatever, um, 
you kind of you need a Toby. You need a guy that's going to. You need not, a point of all yes men. Well, exactly. You need someone that's going to call you on your you, bullshit. You gotta you gotta have someone that's fun at parties, and that's Toby. <laughs> <laughs> but you need that person. You need that person that's going to actually tell you the truth, not lie to your face, not kiss your butt. Um, you need that person, uh, and I think that's what was always yeah. great about what Toby gave to Bartlett was like I yeah. I expect better of you. I expect this level from you. And if you're not getting, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. In that vein, uh, Gott has just joined us. um, And he was actually who we had the feedback about uh, with Toby. Uh, He said that uh, Toby. We don't have to read it, do we? Yeah. (laughs) Toby is by. Yeah. uh, I haven't decided if I want to read it or not yet. Uh, Toby (laughs) is by far the best character. Um, He says. Uh, he is, in my opinion, the conscience of the show. He holds the entire staff to ideals. He drives uh, many of the most important conflicts. Toby has a true north and drives at it without exception. He is a true believer. That's awesome. That's surprising mm-hmm. coming from Gott that that's his favorite character. But I do. I don't know if I ha- I don't know if I have a favorite character. Leo is mine. Love Leo. You're also the a Sam CJ all the way. CJ all the way. CJ. I mean, yes, CJ too. Yeah. CJ too. You're right. CJ, I mean, you can't not love CJ. I watched and Donna. Donna is like so yeah. BA. Yeah. We watched a Donna great episode too. last night with CJ. She's yelling at Josh because Josh has got the Lyman, Lyman lemons. He's going on the internet where Donna tells him not to. And he's, he's on, on this website and he keeps it. And now he's, He's getting all, he keeps making it worse and worse. And so CJ comes in and starts yelling at him. And he goes, well, I kind of outrank you. And he goes, oh, shut up. It's just a funny where he backs down and goes, okay. It's just the, the chemistry they have is just, it's just perfect. But yes. anyway, go ahead. Indeed. Indeed. No, I, I, I think that's a, that's a great call out. And but, yeah. but Toby does have my favorite episode of all time. But Which one's one? that? It's, it's the one where he uh, gives the vet the proper funeral. Ah, uh, yeah. It's oh, it's a that, it's it's a it's I think it's from season one. Mm-hmm. Is that Noel? Is that that um, one? I don't know, song? but it's, I just know that he has the the vet had the card in his yeah mm-hmm. Toby's card in his pocket, and yep. he was homeless. And all oh, that, that is a stuff. great episode. I love that. Episode. It's just the way it's done, the music and everything, and and we find out that uh, Mrs. Lanningham, her twin sons, died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So right. she goes to the she goes to the thing, and they had the twenty one gun salute and. Just Lane. everything about it. Just it's my favorite episode. Go ahead. Like what a gut punch it was when they killed her off. <laughs> yeah, but well, that led to a that led to a fantastic. Yeah, two episode. cathedrals. Oh, it, it, isn't two cathedrals that one with her funeral? Yeah. And it's like widely known so. as like regarded as like the best West Wing episode and one of the best episodes of TV of all time. Yeah, yeah it did. It wasn't a two parter. Was it just one part? Well, either way, but it was a, a fantastic. That sounds right. Um. But uh, all right, so we have a Leo fan. Uh, you said CJ. Jack is doesn't have a fave. I pr- I probably go with Josh. Okay, you you're very you, much a Josh. Yeah, sarcastic asshole. But lovable, lovable, sarcastic asshole. And I, uh, I need hair plugs, so that would help. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I love this. Uh, we should be instead of doing Sex in the City characters, we'd be like, "What what are you on?" Uh, uh, but, but to be fair to, <laughs> to, be fair to, to, be fair to Josh, Josh, there's got to be a Buzzfeed quiz out there. Oh my god, we're gonna find it. <laughs> jo- Josh grew over time, though. He got, he was still a sarcastic, but he mm-hmm. uh, he he wasn't ready to, when he takes on with uh, uh, what's his name. He, 
who leads that can the campaign for uh, Matt Santos. Mm-hmm. Santos, he was he wouldn't have been ready for that, but Leo, you know, Leo worked with him. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta compromise once in a while. You gotta do because yeah. remember the first few seasons, Josh's it's my way or the highway, yeah. and how many times did he screw up because? Yeah. You know, these senators and Congress people come back and go, oh, you know, we have a little more power than you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had to learn how to play the game. Yep. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, Got Tequila says hashtag Team Jack, uh, which is great. Uh, I think he means Daniels, though. <laughs> Got Tequila going for Jack Daniels? Okay. Uh, in a plot twist. He's actually a vodka drinker almost exclusively, if I understand correctly. That sounds right. With that checks tequila out. on the That's the episode. Ro, Ro mentioned it there. Um, yeah. But, yeah uh, uh, Maggie, Excelsius Deo was the, the episode, the Christmas episode with, uh, with Toby. Yeah, it's fantastic because they have the kids in the choir singing in the White House and it just... Because yeah, he uses because so he uses the president's you know mm-hmm. you know and and he gets a little kind of a scolding but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rewatch. I keep saying it, but like as soon as I'm done with the second volume of Unsolved Mysteries, that's what I'm going to rewatch. Priorities, priorities. <laughs> priorities. Uh, all right. Well, well you got to finish one thing before you start another. It's you know that's just I got like seven or eight sense. shows going right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the attention span for seven. Or eight. Well, we're trying no, to finish Shit's Creek. We're doing a full rewatch Ooh. before we do the last season. Oh, it's good. I just finished it over the oh, weekend. Oh, the last season? The last season? We did. We, okay. uh, I yeah. just I, finished I, it on I, Saturday. I just got into season three because, Colin, you said, oh, it has heart. I'm like, on whole season one, I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? There's no heart in this. <laughs> but by the end of season, well, by the end of season two, you're like, going, oh, okay. yeah, the it's like, where, okay, where I'm getting it. Together as a family, like, yeah, yeah. it kind of really just takes off. Like, they kind of all connect from there. Yeah. But yeah, we, but, you know, we're in, I think in our rewatch, we're in the middle of three or. Uh, we're it, no, I think we're finishing up three, but we're here to talk we about West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, let's. That wasn't me. The very yeah, special Shit's Creek broadcast <laughs> yes. is coming later. <laughs> um, <laughs> In three years, <laughs> let's talk about the special kind of added vote sections. Um, with one, we had a lot of cast members from the show, but as well special celebrity uh, guest appearances. Um, but what was uh, your all's impressions and thoughts of those segments? Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Colleen. Like I said earlier, I think some of them went a little long, um, but I think they were all, you know, they were all fun. The mm-hmm. Lynn manuel Miranda one was fun. That one was great. Um, <laughs> the... Like I said, the Elizabeth Moss one um, mm-hmm. with uh, Dulé Hill was was really good, actually. Like yeah. just educating younger voters. Like, doesn't matter which way you vote. If you care about these things, then you're into politics. Like, yeah. it's your life and your future. Yep. So, like, you know, um, I thought that was good. Um, oh, the Marley Matlin thing with uh, what's his face was hilarious with the stuffed animal and <laughs> the draw thing. Oh yes, <laughs> in the what thing? Drawer. <laughs> I butcher things all the time. I just like when someone else does. Ladies it. and gentlemen, <laughs> I don't butcher it. That's how I've legitimately Colleen said it my whole life, and I'm never going to. Long Island. It's still yeah. wrong. <laughs> I do say, nat- I say I said napkins my whole life. So, uh, poor Long Islanders. Uh, you know that kids have like baby talk. It's just Long Islanders never grow out of that baby talk. 
That's true. Jay has told my family this too. I believe that. <laughs> Straight um, to their face. <laughs> they laughed. They didn't face. get that he wasn't joking. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like my approach, I'm a lovable guy, always easygoing. So when I make those jokes, nobody takes offense to it. It's, yeah. it's an art to be able to do it. It is an art. It's um, like, it like a good fiesta, like Josh Lyman is bringing it back, <laughs> bringing it back around. Um, so uh, I love the Lin-Man woman. That one was great. But I think the one that maybe like I, I felt the most feels was the Dulé Hill, Sterling K. Brown one. I thought that was one really was powerful. great. Yeah, too. that and, was great. And it really, cause it really did break down some of the <laughs> recent news stories that we've seen, like, mm-hmm. you know, with voter suppression tactics, tactics are more than just, um, you know, keeping people from going to like mm-hmm. being able to physically yeah. vote. It's also depressing a population to think, oh, my vote doesn't matter. So why should I even bother? Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were great. And I was going to mention this when we were talking about uh, Sterling K. Brown and like how great he did with Leo is just to hear him speak. Um, you know, just he has such a natural like way that his words like flow. But the way like, he looks too, like, like he, a, he was like looking at me in the thespian. yeah, like, so like, piercing. Yes, He's so yeah. serious. When he was saying it, it was just like going through my soul. Like, oh, you're right. You're right. I was like, oh, I'm not your target demographic, but not, you got me. I'll I'm do in. it. <laughs> it just it felt the most urgent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think it was because of the way, like, you really just felt he so genuinely believed mm-hmm. what he was saying. And yep. it was so important to get that that message across. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, he was more disarmed with the, like, he had a different kind of commanding presence than when he was playing Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just noticed, like, you know, just, you know, like, it was, yeah, it was really, it, they were really great, too. Um, trying to think, who else did, did I, did we get? Samuel Jackson, did we talk about that Samuel one? Samuel Jackson was, I was hoping he'd drop an mf in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, that yeah, one felt you know, kind you know of did, out of left but... field for me. Because it was like, what is his tie to the show? Is he a fan? Like, everybody else kind of made Listen, sense. And it was like, oh, Samuel Hill is here. That's cool. It's the only show he was never on. He wasn't on. <laughs> he was on everything else that's ever made. My, my, <laughs> there it is. My there it is. is <laughs> if you're going to have Sam Samuel L. Jackson on the show... He's got to be able to do a, a vote M- MFR. Like, I feel like that needs to be. Yeah, in like, get your yeah, M- kind of mother felt like a missed opportunity. Get your mother up and self to the mother up and polls. Like, why didn't maybe, we get one of those? Maybe he's friends with Sorkin <laughs> or something. I don't know. But that, that was that was cool. Um, but no, I, I know my I know my wife and your mom said she goes, how many young people are watching this? though?" I, 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 w- I was going to say that too, actually. Um, because the show the show has been on for 14 years. Yeah. Kids only watch YouTube. So. Maybe. But don't underestimate like the younger I just, I just, vote. I, I just, well, I'm not saying the younger vote. I'm just saying how many kids were watching this that they would go out and go, oh, yeah, I, I need to vote. Plus, I also have a, an issue with – I know there's voter suppression, there's, but there are people out there that are just lazy. And you shouldn't have to be told to go vote. But you I, should I, not be begged I to go vote. Because I know, I know a lot of people that don't vote, and I'm like going – and, and they're the biggest complainers in the world. And I think that that's why it was so great when um, – you know, Elizabeth Moss and Dulé Hill were talking. They were like, if you care, if you, you know, mm-hmm. plan on having children, then you're into politics. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, mm-hmm. like, I think that it was yeah. really, that's why I really liked theirs, I think, probably the most, because I think it really, like, uh, brought, not the urgency home, but, like, the, like, connected the dots. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might think that, like, it doesn't matter. And I think also, like, with, like, 
lazy people like they're they also like they think oh my vote doesn't matter it doesn't so i think well, that they I, did I a great the, job of connecting the dots and i think that it was good that they went oh yeah they, on they, they, people were still paying attention they do that but for me it's like i couldn't wait to vote when i was 18 me i mean too. i couldn't wait to, to get to, to vote in fact i was voted in the election where they announced the winner before i voted <laughs> but um that's usually how it goes in california though in all fairness <laughs> Do what? It, that's usually how it goes in California, though. In all fairness, uh, yeah, but but literally, they announced. I said, "House is." It was like five o'clock my time. I go, "Wait, I haven't voted yet." Uh, anyway, is that the Reagan one? Yeah, Reagan Carter. Okay. But mm-hmm. I guess I'm that old. But it. Um, but they, when, they, uh, Reagan uh, was president when I was alive, so it's fine. You're not that old. Yeah, but I had a chance. I had chance, but I voted for. Well, I, anyway, he was president for four whole years when I was born. Okay. Really? Wow. <laughs> Three you guys are for me. you guys are old. <laughs> Five was, whole years I, when Jay was born. I was alive. For, I was alive for Kennedy. So there. I saw I saw Kennedy in person. That's you right. That's pretty though, cool. But, That's pretty cool. But he was. I don't remember it. I was, only, I was only like one. But there's a photo of me <laughs> well, looking at Kennedy. I I, I do I, I do want to kind of wrap up that thought around like the get out the vote stuff because I think they even said it at the beginning. I think Bradley for Oprah like you know another celebrity telling you to vote like I get it. It's not compelling. But if even if it's one person, this will make it worth it or whatever. But I I do think there's something to yes. Probably kids aren't going out and watching this, but maybe parents but kids have, aren't voting. The people that are voting are right. over. Well, I'm, say, I'm so, saying like the 18 to 24 they're looking for probably didn't watch. Well, it, so, I don't know. But, we don't necessarily know. I mean, it's been streaming on Netflix and various other places for for years, and but, it's you know yeah, it could be. And, yeah, I mean, twenty like something still love Friends, so pe- you know people <laughs> find true. stuff through through streamers. So I, I actually I feel like there's probably more young people. And Generation Z is a lot. Generation Z is a lot more, as we've seen, you know, politically minded than mm-hmm. like you know the millennials were at that age or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree I with do, you. Uh, Rose said tons of young young people uh, binge the show, and then Judy says saw a thing that 40 million people said my one vote doesn't mean anything last election. And I think, you know, just hammering the point home, like electorally, like in electoral college, you know, the current president only won by what, like 20,000 votes or something. That's a very across three states over three states. So that's that, you know, that kind of shows that every vote really does you, count. You had one president won by 630 something votes. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think I think what bothers Aaron me is you Burr had, lost by a tie. And I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, was tie, Burr, it was a tie, I think, three times before it finally broke on the fourth time or something like that. But go, uh, go ahead, Jack. Uh, close this out. I, I was just going to I said, I said well, you know, you have countries where women can't vote. You have countries where people go out and vote and they could be killed for voting. Yeah. It just bothers me that some people go, eh, you know, like, I'm busy that day. Or it, it just. I agree. It just, just to me, it just, it just, it makes, well, that's why early it, it makes, it makes, it makes us as Americans look lazy and bad. That's why and, early mm-hmm. voting is a wonderful thing because you have yeah. people that like genuinely can't take off from work or can't, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, like whatever, like they've got childcare situation. Like you've got most, you know, they've got two weeks ahead of time to try to make their plan. I think that's what a lot of like, um, like phone banks and, and I get a gazillion texts a day that like, I think a gazillion, <laughs> a gazillion that like, just, you know, <laughs> make your voting plan. So you have a plan to try to go and do it. Um, but yeah, 
Sorry. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm not complaining about how the show no. did it. I, I thought they did a great job. It just bugs me they have to do well, it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In a, in a free republic that we're in and one where people generally haven't had to care about uh, who was in office, um, you're mm-hmm. going to have people that just don't feel like it matters. So I, I do think... Um, to your point, Jack, if people are disaffected, then how do we how do we engage with them and how do we connect with them? That is more productive than, you know, screw those guys. So I, I, I do think I do agree there should be you should be that uh, civically minded. But uh, uh, there's a large swath of reasons why half of the country uh, doesn't. Oh, I, I, and I, I, I um, get some of the reasons but there's yeah. some people that just There's, have no yeah. excuse and they just don't do it. But I think it's safe to but, say, but, but, but they'd be the first ones to bitch and complain if something's not going right. Oh, they do it all the time, time and time again. Uh, but that's, I guess the uh, right of any American is to complain because there's a lot of complainers in America. I just, I don't, I don't uh, believe in complaining. <laughs> I don't believe in complaining. Oh, that's you. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, all right. I think Jack is that he doesn't, he can't bring himself to bring, have this something to complain about. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's um, <laughs> let's close out uh, our our discussions and thoughts here. Um, let's each take a moment to kind of have our final closing thoughts uh, about this special episode, um, and we will start uh, oldest uh, to youngest, which I think I'm the youngest. Uh, but uh, Jack, you're definitely the oldest. So um, uh, oh, well, final well, thoughts uh, on this episode. I, again, I, I like I said in the beginning, it was well done. I said I had only complaining about the vote thing, but I'm not complaining about how it was done. I thought it was well done. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's great to see, like I said, you've seen characters that you loved. I mean, how many shows can you say that? Like, so there was only one character on there in the whole time that I just couldn't stand. And that was... Because I think when I, I think when you watch the show, you watch it with your mom. Yep. I didn't watch it until the second season. Mm-hmm. So when I did my first rewatch, I go, "Who is this?" Because <laughs> she was because all the characters on 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 the West Wing seem real. Yep. Except she, it's, I'm not blaming the actress. I'm just the way they wrote it for her. Well, she just didn't seem. Yeah. She really was just not that bad. I don't she's know. Ter- well, she just wasn't got, a good they, fit. It just wasn't a good fit. She didn't fit in with the group. Jack doesn't yeah, complain then, about anything, but this is the one. This is it. This is the one. It's, it's, it's a one complaint. This when is I, the hill. This is the hill. It, it, it almost makes the first season. A, <laughs> it almost makes the first right season. On it. This is the one. It we're almost dying makes the first on. season. The most season. The, the first season almost unwatchable. But I, I don't think it. it's that. Bad. So as someone that watched it from the beginning, like I, it didn't bother me that much. Um, but uh, but yeah, I get it. I get it. But, but they but they, they, they agreed with me. Um, they never, they never, uh, never even. Not that they they even mention her again. Uh, yeah, it's no, like she never existed. I think she. I think in in real life it was just a dream. So wait, was she? <laughs> wh- wh- who was she in relation? She was she like somebody's ex wife or something? She was Josh's ex girlfriend or something. Okay. She was supposed to feed off yeah. Josh and stuff like that. It just didn't work. And, and she was like a con- she was a consultant. So like consultant, she wasn't yeah. part right. of the actual West Wing staff. Yeah. Like she was brought in as like additional. So just Again. like it was just like a you know a square peg round hole mm-hmm. like it just wasn't it just it just didn't work and it like yeah. you know, it wasn't the actress's fault it was just it just didn't work yeah but I'm glad they got rid of it all right I think <laughs> we heard. I, I think <laughs> so wait so you were a fan 
great, uh, great closing thoughts, Jack, on this special yeah, episode. Character. Maggie's, Maggie's got your back. Uh, <laughs> Jack, thank you for true, uh, true, fa- true fans will back me up on that. Thank you for having your closing thoughts about a character that wasn't even in this episode. Appreciate. Well, I, I wanted to talk about something um, else, but I'll, I'll, I'll go wait. Ahead, to go, the ahead, end. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'll, I'll wait to the end. This no, is about about another talking stick. stick. Go ahead. It's, it's about another, I, I just wanted to say my. I think my favorite scene in the whole West Wing. Is when uh, it's the radio personalities, mm-hmm. and Bartlett walks in there, starts starts talking, to him, and he sees this one blonde haired girl sitting there, and and she's a right wing uh, yes. person, yes. and he's he keeps stopping, he keeps stopping, he keeps stopping. Finally, he go, and you have CJ, uh, Sam, and and uh, and uh, Toby in there, mm-hmm. and there's look, they're not saying anything, and he goes, he starts quoting, he goes, "Aren't you the one that you're a doctor and what?" He keeps going back and forth. And then she says, yeah, I'm a doctor in literature. He goes, oh, yeah, you're the one that says uh, uh, homosexuality is an abomination. So then he starts reciting things out of the Bible that, you know, should I stone my wife? Should I kill mm-hmm. this? Should I kill that? And and he, and he looks at her and he goes, and there's one last thing. When the president is standing, nobody sits because mm-hmm. she's sitting down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he just kind of stares oh, at her yeah. and she goes. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. I mean, how, yeah. how scary would that be if the president of the United States said, Nobody sits. Yeah, I mean, I would be like, but, "Oh my god!" But Bartlett has has that again. It's like an idealized, like yeah, the, the your most idealized version of what you'd want a president to be. He kind of right. lives that. Um, even though, but the, what I love is he's still a flawed character. Like he's not perfect. He has oh flaws, no no, but oh. it's just like it's probably your idealized knowing that human beings are flawed and nobody's perfect. He is kind of living up to that most idealized vision of what that could be for sure. He's doing he's doing the best he can. I mean, that's yeah. they all are. Uh, Manny gave the direct quote in this White House when the president stands, nobody sits. nobody sits, and she didn't get up right away. Yeah, and he just kind of gives her a Clint Eastwood stare, <laughs> and then she <laughs> she jumps up. But it's it's a it's a great because I love the way that Toby, Sam, and CJ aren't saying it. they're just they're looking like okay, he's he's going off on one of his tangents. But, yeah, yeah, but he's going to, and at the end, he was right. So, um, anyway, uh, Colleen, final thoughts. I think you're the next oldest. You're February baby, right? Yes. Yeah. And Amanda's July, so that exactly. is technically. It's true. That's true. I was. You're I'm older. August. I mean, you're like two so, years older than me, right? So I know I'm definitely younger. But I should have gone last. I'm not. I'm August. <laughs> I'm definitely not two years older than you. I'm 13 months older than you, but whatever. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Final thoughts on the episode. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm so so glad. Like it it was like everybody said it was like seeing old friends. Uh, yeah, like they they did a great job. I don't know what I could add to what I have already said mm-hmm. uh, thus far. Um, well, how did you feel about seeing Sam? Because I know you're a Leo Stan, but you're also a bit of a Sam Stan. You you love yourself some Sam. No no no, that's my boss. We bought her the sta- the Sam cutout. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you also love Sam. You were kind of sad <laughs> when he left the show. When she got divorced. Um, <laughs> we were like, you'll always have this man. And he's better anyway. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> How come Sam never visited? He was a congress- congressman. He never visited the, one- the West Wing. Because you know, he left to do season, another right? show. <laughs> I know. I, I understand that, but it's, he's he's in Washington. He was contractually uh, obligated. He, somewhere ne- he else. never came by. I mean, that he, happened off screen. That happened off screen. And um, I think that that's a way that they could get in a sequel. They could get more of the cast in, right? Like, uh, 
they could have them like either be working for other people mm-hmm. or consultants mm-hmm. or lobbyists or Congress people for like, you know, they could have all pursued other careers um, or they could just all meet for like chess or something. Like maybe that's how they get um, what's his face. Martin Sheen to come back yeah. is he like advises him over chess now and like he maybe beats him <laughs> once in a while. Like, you know, it's, it's the chess club. Is the- no, no, one's, no one's beating Bartlett. Um, all right. Uh, Colleen, thank you for your final thoughts. Amanda. They were great. You're <laughs> Top notch. <laughs> um, what else can I say that hasn't already been said? Um, yeah, I thought it was great. It was um, a wonderful return to to these characters, and it was nice to kind of live in that space for a bit. And it was nice to be reminded how um, ultimately timely the West Wing is, mm-hmm. and that you can remove it from the context of the time in which it was written and it still holds up. And I think that is a sign of really good art. So yes. yeah, I thought uh, it was great. Um, and that was kind of what was neat about, uh, it took place, you know, in the early two thousands. Um, and it's, but it didn't necessarily directly correlate to exact events that were happening. So it does allow it to be, mm-hmm. uh, that timeless, um, which is great, which is great. Well, also it, some of the same, issue they're talking about then they're still talking about now mm-hmm. they were talking about 20 years ago 40 years ago 200 years ago it's the same so that's why it holds up a lot too because yeah. the same you know could be a different country whatever it is mm-hmm. but we're there's always going to be those issues yeah and i yeah. think that's that's kind of like what democracy is and that's how you because the, the founding fathers they argued about very similar type concepts and things that we argue about today um, because it is, it is fighting for, you know, a, a government for the people by the people and of the people. So um, yeah, I, I do think there is a timelessness to the content as well. Um, yeah. Yes. W- yes. Uh, my final thoughts are, I, I, I thought it was really good. I, I want it more. I want more. Um, and to, yeah. I think we mentioned in the beginning, like the fact that we had that you're going to be president someday and, and that, that line, um, definitely made me hope that maybe we'll we will get a spinoff West Wing show. It's it... nobody's working right now. Somebody's I mean, somebody's got to pitch the idea. They've all been well, COVID he, tested. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's been in a couple things, Rob Lowe, right now. So he's. But still, he would if he could come back and be like the president on like West Wing Part Two or whatever. Um, HBO Max needs content. I mean, they're they're rehashing Justice League and letting Zack Snyder cut it together for HBO Max. So anything would be better than that. Uh, so I, I think if Sorkin and crew would do it, I think it'd be great. Do we even um, really need Sorkin? Like, yes, we do. Absolutely. Sorkin. It would it would it would make it better. Yeah, because think oh. about the seasons like once they left, like once I Sorkin left, left the show. Like, they're fine and they're there's good and there's a lot of great stuff there. But it's like when you really think of the West Wing, you think of those first like yeah. three. Did, three, did three, Rob Lowe leave on good terms though with Sorkin? Clearly, because he was in. They picked an episode that he was featured in. Yeah, and but that was I mean, also was, twenty years ago. So yeah. by God, I don't, I don't know how these grudges hold. I mean, because I know that the, the rumor was that the reason Rob Lowe left is because it centered too much. He thought he was going to be the center of attention. Well, because he was originally supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, when they hired uh, Martin Sheen, it changed. Well, I think when you're an artist or you're creating. I just knocked these headphones out of my ears. Um, but when you're an artist and you're creating, I think you go with the hot hands sometimes. And I think, you know, that scene the when the when the um, 
president stands, nobody sits. That was like an early season one moment, um, if I remember correctly. Um, so I, I think they saw like how powerful he was as a character and then brought him more into it. I think the show is better for it. So well, yeah, um, it was always cool putting his jacket on. Okay. So. Yeah. A couple things from the chat. Uh, Maggie said, I think Sam was a California state congressman, which would make a lot more sense because yeah. he was in California's Congress. Um, a whole bunch of people agreed that we need Aaron Sorkin. Um, Maggie says he's Aaron Sorkin has said that he does not want to do a reboot without a good idea. Well, let's send him uh, this thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, bring all sure the all the old guys that. back around. It's, it's the the chest club. I think you know Sam Seaborn is president and Marcin, and they're playing chess and they're solving democracy's problems. I, I, th- um, I thought Rob Lowe. I thought I, I'm going to disagree. I think Rob Lowe was a congressman, not a was, state congressman. But he he lost re-election or something, like that, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so Judy yeah. said, pretty sure Sam lost the election and went back to private practice until Josh got him for the Santos administration. I haven't right. seen that far. Oh, okay, but, yeah, that, that yeah. is true. Yeah, no, that. That, that's how I remember it, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then Maggie I, I, just I apologize. Maggie just killed all our dreams and said that Aaron Sorkin was on Rob Lowe's podcast, which I didn't know he had a podcast. Uh, it's called podcast Literally, ever, yeah. though, which is very <laughs> apropos. Literally. Um, literally. Literally. Um, Aaron couldn't give his great cast enough to do. So That was back when he was doing the show, I think. But now, maybe you come back. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, there you have it. There's the first ever special Jane Jack special episode about the West Wing special special. And we, uh, we hold up our we, we keep our word when we say we're going to do something we do it we hold these truths to be self evident when we say <laughs> we're going to do a West Wing podcast we'll do it three years later all right well thank you to this esteemed panel uh, Amanda and Colleen can be heard weekly on the broadcast on the J and Jack Network they have a lot of fun as well as they Halloween do... party this week yeah, yeah. I think it, is it live on Zoom so very cool someone DM me I need a costume. <laughs> Uh, and if you're listening and hasn't attended Broad Topics yet, that is the uh, right now until through the week after the election, we're talking about current events over Zoom with people. So definitely join us if you're interested. Um, the link is generally in the Facebook groups. And we would love to, awesome. to see you. Uh, here. And uh, Jack is on a lot uh, of podcasts uh, <laughs> as well as as YouTube. I'm, I'm not on Rob Lowe's podcast and that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> You're bitter now? Are you bitter? Because um, I think we're the same age. Uh, but but I, could, I could play his dad on the show. Currently. <laughs> um, <laughs> or grandpa. <laughs> Currently, Jack hosts uh, The Amazing Race with Jack and Cindy covering this season of Amazing Race. So if you want a quick uh, five to ten minute podcast uh, about the episodes or 17 minutes, uh, somewhere on there, uh, recapping the episodes, check that out every single week uh, with that show, as well as he is weekly on Ramblecast After Dark uh, with uh, Matt, Nick, and boston weekly uh and sometimes i show up on that show uh i am not currently hosting any shows on the jay and jack network uh until west wing or until survivor comes back uh maybe survivor uh because that's not gonna come back for years (laughs) so i got time uh but uh 
but I was happy to be here with you all. Glad uh, to spend time with you and to see your fantastic. It was a pleasant family. surprise. Uh, and everybody in the chat, thank you so much. Matt Treese, Maggie. Uh, oh, Matt Dots. joined us? I didn't know. Wait, do we owe a BSG part? Part six BSG? Are we supposed no. to do a BSG Is part is that a Is thing? We'll have to check the tape. We've been podcasting for 15 years. There's a lot of promises we probably didn't There's keep. There's a lot of promises. Randy has joined us, too. <laughs> Randy and Matt. Oh, Randy, Randy joined us. Uh, Ro, everybody. Everybody in the chat, great to hear from you. And we want to especially thank our patrons, and most especially... Uh, yeah. uh, Sorry, chat Tokyo. people just joining. It's a J uh, podcast, J run podcast. So we were done. <laughs> he was done 20 minutes ago. Uh, Eckhart Richter, <laughs> um, Joanne. Uh, actually, Colin just. I don't, I don't. I don't remember who's who's current right now. Tactor in Tokyo. Eckhart Richter. Joanne with a plan. Maggie the Magnificent. And uh, Chris, uh, 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 Greg the, the Gray, Greg and the Gray. I went out of order. Greg oh. the Gray and Ed the Creepy Mailman. Thank you guys so much. You know, and- tax not in Tokyo anymore. No, I did not know that. Yeah, he's been out of Tokyo for a while. No, but I like oh, Tokyo. But Tokyo puzzles better. are nice. France, it does. France. It's been like two years. Um, <gasps> yeah, Tack from France. France. It's not as catchy. Tokyo I get it, but I, I've been telling Jay this for years. Um, formerly of Tokyo. Yeah, there you I go. Think, I think Paris. <laughs> I think Paris. <laughs> Uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, the, the everything that funds the creation of these shows. If you enjoy them, thank you to everybody that does contribute every single month. And uh, there's other ways you contribute. You can use our Amazon link, slash Amazon. We are getting into the holiday shopping season. <laughs> use that yeah. link. And uh, what? Huh? Nothing. We'll tell you. Don't worry about it. Uh, Oh yeah, I think I'm I'm vaguely aware of that. Uh, And Uh, those things that we tell you that you join our Facebook group at (laughs) Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/J and Jack group. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Hasta luego, and goodbye. Bye. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Arrivederci. Oh my gosh. Uh, we should do this again sometime, maybe season yeah. by season. Yes, I don't five know. years down. I, wow, that'd be fun. I, I, I'd be fun. fun with that. Because we're only committed to eight episodes. <laughs>